Hello and welcome to Ready Gamer One, a podcast for video game news, retro gaming, and nerd culture. I'm your host, Ben Cornette. On today's episode, Ready Gamer One is heading to the movies. We're going to discuss upcoming video game related films, starting with Tomb Raider, the recently announced Super Mario Brothers film, Detective Pikachu, and our namesake, Ready Player One. Our episode music is listed in the description below. Back in the Ready Gamer One studio with me is Walkie Talkie Texas's favorite son, Brandon Loera. Brandon, how's it hanging? What up? I'm excited to get to talk about some of these game movies for show. So, uh, I mean, a lot's happened in a, in the week that we've been apart. Oh yeah, <laughs> tons of tons so, of good week long stuff. Yeah, I can't believe what happened on that show that we watch. <laughs> Oh yeah, how it got canceled and and Netflix took it off and now Hulu got it. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, that's been it's been a week, man. <laughs> Funny side note for those of you who are listening, Brandon and I are recording this back to back from episode six, so <laughs> nothing has happened. It's been it's been five minutes. I did a load of laundry, and uh, Brandon watched two trailers for Tomb Raider. Yep, <laughs> so I can get ready to talk about this. We're very prepared here. <laughs> <laughs> but this week on Ready Gamer 1, we do want to talk about uh, the upcoming video game movies uh, that are coming out because uh, nerd culture is really starting to expand from the video game world back to the silver screen. And of course, we all remember the cinematic masterpiece that was the Super Mario Brothers movie back in 1993 that starred um, the late Dennis Hopkins and um, uh, Bob Hoskins and... Um, did I just create two people? I don't remember. Dennis <laughs> Hopper. I'm sorry. Dennis there Hopper and Bob Hoskins and uh, John Leguizamo. Oh, man. So, yeah. that um, What a cult movie. What a what a cult movie indeed. <laughs> what a terrible Super Mario movie. That is a that, movie best enjoyed uh, with drinks at an Alamo draft house. Oh. <laughs> it's like the per- picture perfect setting. Um, so we do have an upcoming reboot of a film, which is based on a reboot of the video game series. So it's a reboot of a reboot that is serving as a reboot. Uh, so let's, we're going to talk about Tomb Raider. I can't even follow that. Go ahead. First of all, this is based on the recently rebooted Tomb Raider video game franchise where it's a little bit more of like Lara Croft as a survivor, not so much as like a sex tool that is what she became. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the original Tomb Raider when that came out like back in ninety six, ninety seven, many many prepubescent boys were um, suddenly wondering what was going on, <laughs> and it was mostly because Lara Croft became this uh, very very short short wearing tank top wearing female video game character that we could play as, and uh, it was just a different world. And then they cast Angelina Jolie to play her in not one, but two not stellar adaptations of that. But that's not the first time a video game movie has had a sequel. Let's not forget Mortal Kombat Uh, had a sequel, too. Oh, man. You know what? That might be coming back, too, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because, Because they're talking, I mean, it's just rumors right now, but Dwayne Johnson wants to be in it. Uh okay, so I, I'll I'll give him some some credibility there because Jumanji actually was pretty enjoyable. I'm not usually into Dwayne Johnson movies, but he actually 
that movie worked, and I think it was because of the cast. You had Karen Gillian or Gilliam or whatever, um, and then um, uh, Jack Black and Kevin Hart. Yeah, dude, I was I mean, that, not. That was a good cast. I was not expecting that to be so critically acclaimed. You know, I mean, it's it's not yeah. it's not a sequel. It's just a a reboot of of the original, and people are like, dude, you can't yeah. do that to freaking Robin Williams. It's 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 kind of like a reboot and like um and it still pays homage to to the original too. I mean, they explain how Jumanji became a video game instead of the board game. And even even Williams's character is is referenced a few times. Um uh, I think the his character's name was Alan. Um when they're in the Jumanji world. Um so I you know, I and I, I'm for the same reason. I'm a big fan of Robin Williams, so I was very skeptical about seeing this. I'm like, "Oh, all right, you guys are going to ruin this." Um, you know, it's almost like I, I still have a little bit of resentment towards Will Smith being the one who's playing Genie in the upcoming live action version <laughs> of Aladdin. But of all the people that I feel that could do a live action adaptation of Genie, that's not Robin Williams. I actually think Will Smith's the one to do it. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, that's a that's another topic for another day. So let's talk about Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. So you you have never played. The rebooted franchise games. I uh, have to tell you, no, just that's just a straight no, not even a little bit. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't looking forward to them either because I, I really, after like the second or third one on the PlayStation, I was like, okay, these are the same games over and over again. Um, granted, you could say that about Super Mario Brothers, but to me, there was more replayability in Super Mario Brothers than there was in Tomb Raider for whatever reason. True. Um, I mean, it's all about the so, mystery. I feel, and if if you already know what the mystery is, then there's no point. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like the argument for Ellie Noir. It's like, um, you know, I'm, I was excited to buy that again for the Switch because I remember playing it originally. I was like, oh man, this is a fun game, but the replayability on it, you know, to switch it from like a medium mode to hard mode, yeah, it was just really about finding clues a little bit differently. Um, but the, to have a few years removed from playing it and then playing it again on the Switch, it, it was it was fun. It was fun to do that, but uh, there was not a whole lot to do. You know, with Tomb Raider. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did play like a couple minutes of um Temple of Osiris Oh, that was like one of the um the gauntlet type thing. Yes. So that was kind of like even a spin-off title in the Tomb Raider franchise. Yeah, not something I can totally base off of, you know, the entirety of the Tomb Raider series, but I think I did play yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean as a franchise Tomb Raider has been very successful. Um, but this, this reboot that was recently done where they focus on Lara Croft being a little bit more of a survivor that, you know, she, she is still very worldly. She, you know, her base storyline, she's still wealthy, you know, she's absorbed all the inheritance from her late father. Um, and she's, you know, she's just about protecting the world. She's, she's very much uh, a female Indiana Jones only, you know, she's Lara Croft. So to see this aspect of her to, you know, I mean, cause she gets beat up in the video game. Um, you know I mean? She, she is doing her best to survive and she is like just cunning with all of her survival skills. And that's, that was a really neat uh, approach to the video game. So to see them u- utilizing this for the Tomb Raider film makes it look like it's going to be a little bit more of, um, action adventure than it is, um, trying to be faithful to anything else. 
Um, and I think that's what they should have done with the Angelina Jolie movies is that, you know, just take the character of Lara Croft. Lara Croft can exist in, in, in a different medium. Just give her a new uh, playground to play. And you don't have to be, you know, completely on par to the video game. You could do that with The Legend of Zelda. You know, take them out. It wasn't even about um, the story whenever we were watching it, or at least when I, because I watched those movies yeah. with Angelina Jolie. It was all about her and the star studied yeah. aspect of it. I didn't care about anything else. Yeah, you know, actually, fun fact, Daniel Craig uh, mm-hmm. is in the first Tomb Raider movie. Really? A very, very early Daniel Craig. That was like one of his second or third big films. Um, obviously, Daniel Craig went on to being very successful, obviously playing James Bond in four very, very well-received uh, Bond films, mm-hmm. except for you know, the last two for me, I actually, I liked them when I first saw them. And then I, on rewatchability for them, I'm like, Skyfall and Spectre have been very big disappointments to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Star Wars. Um, I didn't hate The Last Jedi. Yeah, but there's like a lot of controversy about that one. Oh, of course. And, and, and the freaking, <laughs> I haven't seen anything about it because I've been trying to keep away from it. But the one that I couldn't help but see was the, the meme with the uh, Adam Driver pants halfway up, all the way up to his nipples. <laughs> uh, ben Swolo, yes. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? That's the Ben Swolo meme. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know there was a name for it, but yeah. That... Oh, you should get on Instagram and hashtag that, Ben Swolo Challenge. It's very funny. Actually, our, our friend uh, Chris from Crisscross Media, he, he partook in that, and it's very funny. Oh, God. Okay, well, yeah, that's all I know, and that's all I want to know right now. But anyway, Lara Croft kind of reminds me of, um, I think someone made this uh, comparison earlier, but I, I think um, it's good to have the opposite uh, of like Nathan Drake, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they're they're like, I don't know how rich Nathan Drake is, but uh, what what like his family was like, but they're off seeking treasure, right? Yeah, I mean that's um, Nathan Drake's another one of those video game characters that would be kind of up there with uh, you know, well, who inspired him? Indiana Jones. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, so Tomb Raider uh will open March sixteenth. Uh, so that's in a couple weeks. Um, star is Alicia Vikander, who is uh she's married to Michael Fassbender, who Ooh. was also in a video game film. Of course, I enjoy Michael Fassbender as Magneto, uh, but Michael Fassbender was in the Assassin's Creed film, which was not very well received. So a lot of people, when they're looking at the Tomb Raider film, they're wondering if Tomb Raider will break the bad video game movie cycle. And to me, this version of Tomb Raider looks like it might. I have my hopes. It. I mean, I know a lot of people say that, but... Watching the two trailers, it didn't look bad. And I mean, I'm not, you know, action adventure is all fine and good with me. Um, they just kind of seem to run together. And in a world where all we do is reboot things and there's no classics at all, or, or not classics, but new works, um, I, I'm kind of put off. But again, watching the trailers, not bad. So, sure. So, uh, March 16th for Tomb Raider, everybody. Let's talk a little bit here about um, 
something I know very little about, mm-hmm. and really so does the internet, because there was hell trying to find stuff on this. Detective Pikachu oh, yes. is coming out. It's due out May 10th of 2019, and as of right now, um, the I remember when they announced it a couple months ago, I mean, God, maybe even a year ago, Like everybody was petitioning for Danny DeVito to provide the voice for Pikachu, which actually I'm still on board for, yep. but he is not. Um, Ryan Reynolds is in the film, though. Oh, so okay. That's interesting. Um, I'm wondering what Ryan Reynolds will be getting. I mean, will it be kind of like his cocky, uh, you know, waiting <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, or uh, where we get like a vulgar Deadpool, or will we get like the cheesy two guys, a girl, and a pizza place Ryan Reynolds? Oh God. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see why they went with that. I. Clearly, yeah. they're going for some sort of uh, comic, like dark comedy with this, I feel. Yeah, because, I mean, why would you put Ryan Reynolds in something and not have him being a sarcastic jerk? That is a perfect thing that he plays. Yeah. I actually, I just watched The Hitman's Bodyguard on my flight over to L.A. And that film, first of all, you put Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson together. What a great pair. They'll love it. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, the movie I can see. You know, was it a box office smash? No, <laughs> but you know what? It was a fun movie. I had a I had a fun time watching it. It's not going to crash and burn. No, no, I I would buy it and watch it again. That God. So yeah, so so Detective Pikachu. That's really all that we know about it. Uh, that's uh, it's based on the Detective Pikachu game. If that's a thing, apparently, <laughs> I, you would know better than I would because Pokemon <laughs> is very lost on me. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't play that game. I didn't. I don't play the mystery dungeons, Pokemon Snap of taking pictures of Pokemon. No, I, I think it's a waste of time. Uh, but I don't. I've never heard of this the the game when it was out, so I have no idea. I don't know who the characters are besides Pikachu. We're gonna sidestep the other Nintendo movie right now, okay? Because we're gonna there's a lot more for us to speculate and talk about with that. So let's talk about our namesake. So the history of our podcast, Ready Gamer One, um, mm-hmm. started years ago. Actually, it started when you and I and Lucas were all working on a different website, and then um, we were kind of told that the podcast idea would be. Uh, kind of not a great idea, and at the time, podcasts were actually kind of fading out. Now they're kind of coming back. Like we're we're like kind of getting in on the second ground floor of uh, the podcast resurgence. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go with the name Ready Gamer One because it still spoke to what we'd talk about, as well as paying homage to what Lucas and I were super into at the time, which was Ernest Klein's book Ready Player One. And they are turning that into a film, which is being directed by Steven Spielberg. Which you have you read Ready Player One? No, I have not. Okay. But you know about it, right? I I do. Between me talking about it or even what you've heard. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg directing this film makes absolute sense based on the abundance of references in there. I mean, it would make sense also for George Lucas or Robert Zemeckis or, you know, any cult 80s film director to uh, direct this movie. 
So the film will star Ty Sheridan, who uh, has gotten a little bit more screen time lately in the X-Men Apocalypse and the upcoming sequel X-Men Phoenix. Who uh, He played Cyclops in that. He will be playing the lead character of Wade Watts. And Olivia Cook, who I developed a big crush on while she was on Bates Motel, uh, mm. she is playing uh, the female lead in the film. And what a great casting for her. I really liked her character of Emma on Bates Motel. Artemis is who she'll be playing in Ready Game or Ready Player One. Mm. See, that's going to be fun to screw that up every time. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. um, you know, she, she, this is a night and day character difference between uh, uh, Emma to Artemis. Emma is this timid and shy, uh, you know, quirky little girl. And Artemis is like this kind of ballsy and, hey, we're going to do this. And, you know, just, just guns a blazing, going ready. Uh, character so yeah i i'm really looking forward to, to seeing how this all plays out um so many references in the trailers alone um to to properties that are outside of universal so that makes me very happy that you know 20th century fox and disney have been working within their realms um the delorean which was a pretty big part of the book uh will be featured in the film and of course that was obviously you know from back to the future mm-hmm. I would, you know, the the Firefly fan in me really hopes that uh, I get to see the Serenity fly one more time. No, (laughs) it is referenced in the book. Um, I, you know, it's kind of like at this point, I I get to be one of those people. Like I, I was, I was into Harry Potter when the films came out, but like not diehard into Harry Potter. Okay. Um, whereas Ready Player One, I am really into this. So I feel like I'm going to be one of those fans where when I get done watching the movie, like. Yeah, they missed this. They missed this. They missed this. Oh, but sure. Th- when you have so much in pop culture in a in a piece of fiction and literature, mm-hmm. you know, you can get away with a lot more. For film, you can't. What was it like? Uh, like all the references and references and pic- uh, pixels. Kind of. And how terrible that pixels was. Pixels is probably yeah. Well, <laughs> or or even with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, uh, in Volume Two, Peter Quill turns into uh, Pac Man. For a quick minute. That's right. Yeah, that was actually, they did that really well. I actually watched that, and it they was did. good. Yeah, I mean, and he references, you know, I, I love when he f- figures out, like, he can make stuff on, on Ego, the planet, right? And he's like, you know, there's going to be a wicked-looking Skeletor and everything else. And I'm yeah. you know, I was able to get that joke because, you know, I grew up watching Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it's like, oh, dude, I totally, that's, like, my, my favorite villain of all time. Like, between Skeletor and Darth Vader, that was it in my show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Ready Player One uh, opens March 29th, 2018. So actually, um, was it two weeks after Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider? Yeah, not bad. So, and I mean, f- f- for nerd culture, I mean, we've got Black Panther opening this month. Mm. We've got Tomb Raider next month. We've got Ready Player One next month. And then what, March, April. I don't know of anything in April, but May ushers in the Avengers. What a world. What what an exciting time right now. Well, and actually then when is when is Solo coming out? Is That's that what I was like going to ask. a couple months? Yeah. Well, no, I feel like it's going to be the same time in like September, October realm. Maybe not the same no, it's, December. I thought it was supposed to be in May. Really? Yeah, like that's why people are so confused because there's been no trailer announcement and the movie's out in like 5 months. Well, there was also like a bunch of recasting and new directors and everything else. There's no way. 
Yeah. Well, you know that Ron Howard is the final director on that now, right? Yeah, yeah. What an interesting career he's had. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, he's done everything. Yeah. Starts off as, uh, was it Opie? Was that his name on Andy Griffith? Yes. Yeah, God, I can't remember his name. That was but so know, long I mean, ago. Little, little, little boy on Andy Griffith, then he becomes a teenager, grows up on TV, playing, uh, what's his face, on uh, Happy Days. And, uh, you know, becomes a pretty good movie director, too. You know, Speaking of uh, surprising movie directors, um, mm-hmm. Peel or guy from Get Out? Who did Get Out? Oh, Jordan Peel. Yeah, Jordan Peel. There we go. Jordan Peel is on fire right now. Yeah, because he was talking about like re- retiring from acting to, to do some more directing stuff, and people were like, "Absolutely yes!" Like you were funny, but like directing's your thing. And we're like, "Oh, holy crap!" Like people are on board with this. But anyway, he's he's really good behind the camera. Um, their their best sketch off of their show is still the Gremlins two bit. That is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in sketch comedy. I've only seen seen a few of them, and they've been really good. Actually, I like them a lot. Look for that episode of uh, Key and Peele Gremlins two. It's um, it, it's it's when they're talking about how they make Gremlins two. Like it's like how they they come up. We're gonna make a sequel to Gremlins. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> just, ridiculous. Oh, it it it, it is. Every, we're gonna put Hulk Hogan in the movie. Is he in it? <laughs> Yes. Oh God, perfect. Oh yeah, it's it's one of the best cameos uh, Hulk Hogan has ever had, other than his entire film of um, Suburban Commando. <laughs> oh, gross! I bet Mr. that crashed and burned. Mister Nanny, I think it was the other one. So let's talk about uh, the other big news in the in the video game world. Oh yeah, and this is something that uh, is is long been curious for a lot of us is ever since really the Wii U, because Nintendo had kind of put out a rumor where they're like, oh, we we can make our own entertainment channel, and we kind of thought that was a route they were going to go. Mm-hmm. The uh, Nintendo has partnered with Illumination, who is a studio behind Despicable Me and Minions and is making a Super Mario Brothers movie. And it will be animated. Yeah, of course. Stress that. So the first question I have off the bat that no one can answer right now because there's very little information is uh, how secure is Charles Martinet in this deal? Because to me, if he's not the one providing the voice for Mario, Luigi, and every other character that he provides voices for, because he provides a lot. He does. He's Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi, for sure. Um, yeah. I think he does a couple other ones. Um, If he's not the one doing the voice, I'm going to be very ticked. I mean, I feel... Uh, the only, I don't know. The only reason why he wouldn't is if they didn't give him enough money, and I feel feel like they would i don't i don't see there's any reason why he should back out of the deal unless there's some contractual obligation and then of course then the next question is what story can they tell and hopefully they're going to do the right thing and not try to tell a video game that's already been played okay i mean well okay the, the the mario formula is very basic Peach gets kidnapped. Mario has to save her. Yeah. Okay. That's the film. It's it's every single fantasy epic, tried and true. But how do they tell that in a in a ninety five minute film? You know, does he get power ups? Does do we get to see 
Mario in the real world. Uh, Maybe we're going to get to see New Donk City again. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know, because I feel like whenever they... I mean, because they had had some power-ups in the original Super Mario movie, right? Um, and I, they did. I feel like it was handled really, really not tastefully. So, yeah, like the product placement of Reebok on the bomb bomb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how do you remember that? Holy crap! Because it's a cult movie, and I'm a member of the cult. Would you like to try some of the fruit punch? Yes, always, <laughs> always say yes. Uh, no, that movie was like my life. I was so into Super Mario Brothers at that time. Like, I mean. Uh, that was the first time we got to see like the super scope in somebody else's hands, and it was in Dennis Hopper's hands. Yep. That. Um, <laughs> so if they do do it like that, I'm. They should not. I. I would not be down for that. Even with the better CGI no. and stuff that they would inevitably use. Uh, well, not. Yeah. Well, CGI. If it's animated, it's not a problem. Yeah, it'll be animated. It'll, it, to me, I'm I'm picturing like a cinematic version of basically the intro videos of the more recent new Super Mario Brothers games. Well, you know what? If it's animated, I don't care what they do with power-ups because it would make sense. And it wouldn't be too, like, uh, I don't know. It wouldn't jump out at you that it's completely out of world and um, uh, unrealistic. Yeah. So that would totally be as, fine. As far as a game that would work cinematically... Uh, but it wouldn't work for a first introduction because this this is the the way of the world with movie studios now. So Illumination has made it very well known that they want this to be the start of a franchise. Mm. Okay, that's that's understandable because Mario already is its own franchise, so it makes sense. But they're talking about not only franchise, but that lovely two-parter word, cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I really am. I think a Nintendo cinematic universe could be really cool. Um. My my only regret is that if they decide to try to do like a good story like Super Mario RPG, that would work as a film. That's a good story to tell. However, it's not a good story to start with because to me, if you're going to introduce these characters, it needs to be Mario taking on Bowser. That's that's the story. It's Mario has to save Peach. Peach has been kidnapped by Bowser. Introduce the Koopa kids. Introduce Bowser Jr. Whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, have Luigi there. Luigi deserves to be there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? You can't have a movie without at least referencing his brother. I mean, and I would love nothing more for, like, the end of it to have, like, a cliffhanger bit where, like, Wario and Waluigi show up. I'm like, yes! Or or at least the, the way that it needs to end is them getting into go-karts being like, all right, let's go race. <laughs> that or, like, baseball time or tennis time. <laughs> <laughs> soccer mario super strikers is that what it was yeah oh that was such a good game <laughs> what what a crappy film that would be a little bit yeah. 90 minutes of them playing soccer i mean if they make it like an anime style it might work <laughs> <laughs> oh, i want that so bad now but so bad let now. that be the first movie <laughs> So there, there's a lot to tell, and especially if they go with a Nintendo Cinematic Universe, that, of course, then opens the door. To me, what's your next franchise you introduce? People are going to instantly clamor to say The Legend of Zelda. However, as being, you and I have both been in the Zelda community as, as article writers and as everything else. Like we have, We've been like on different levels in this fandom. Mm-hmm. And you know as well as I do how butthurt the Zelda community gets the second you say something that they don't like. It's almost as bad as like Star Trek fans. 
Oh, it is. I mean, you know, when they start arguing like, you know, Picard versus Kirk, it's like, uh, and especially, well, what version of Kirk? Is it, you know, the one from the newer films by J.J. Abrams? Yep. I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's, it's a mess. Zelda as a film can work. Zelda as a film cannot work if it's based on video game titles. There's just it's it's like trying to take the Goblet of Fire and turn that into a feature length film based on every single page in the book. That film would be six hours long. It's true. Yeah. I mean, Ocarina of Time is a very cinematic video game. It really is. But it does not need to retell any. I mean, to me, it does not need to be retold as a film. You could use aspects of it. I mean, make make the Ocarina of Time an instrument of use in the game. Maybe Link needs to go back in time in a video in a film. And he knows, based on history or lore, that the royal family has this instrument that would allow him to go back in time. That would be that's that's enough of a reference that would work. But to try to tell Twilight Princess or The Wind Waker, I mean, all of these games are very cinematic, and they really work on their level of media, which is a video game. They would not transpose very well as a feature film because there would be so many things cut out. I mean, who wants to see Link going through seven different dungeons? How boring. I mean, that, that's when it becomes an anime series instead of a film. Right. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of plays that, you know, wouldn't work as a musical or there's plenty of musicals that won't work as a straight play. So you have to find that niche of where it belongs to and make sure you don't put it in the wrong one. Like right. what Super Mario did. I, I mean... Y- Let's look at Mel Brooks for a moment. Okay. When he created The Producers, that was a film. Yeah. And there was there was no music in that film except for what was in Springtime for Hitler, mm-hmm. which was, you know, which was the point of the thing. It was a parody of what it was. And then fast forward in time, he creates a Broadway musical based on that film, which is a very successful Broadway musical. Very. And then they make a pretty successful film adaptation of that <laughs> Broadway play. Yeah. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, and then they did the same with uh, Young Frankenstein. That started off as a, a film with no musical other than putting on the Ritz. They saw the potential. <laughs> and they were like, well, let's let's turn it into a Broadway musical. And it, it has worked as a Broadway musical. Probably not nearly as successful as the producers. But Definitely. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There, I mean, you're definitely right. There, it, There's not just one particular medium that it can be introduced to. Some of them work great in multiple areas, but yeah. you just got to find it. They know now that from trial and error that that particular real life style mixed in with some animation CGI crap doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, uh, Warcraft. Let's let's pick on Warcraft as a film. Did you see Warcraft? You probably didn't. You're, you're probably not a big fan of it. <sighs> No, I didn't. And I'm not, I'm not going to harbor anything because to me, Warcraft was a film made for the fans of not just World of Warcraft, but for fans of Warcraft the game, mm-hmm. Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3. It wasn't a terrible film. However, that is a story. I mean, that try, trying to set up everything like that in a two-hour film is so hard when there's so much lore. They they chose a good starting point. They really did. Um, the problem for me is that if you watch any intro to a Blizzard game, even, even back to like Warcraft 2, the cinematics for the video games that they've done have always been ahead of their time. 
And that's true for World of Warcraft. I mean, the, the cinematics for the upcoming Battle for Azeroth. I want to watch a movie that is made in that animation. I want to see my characters that I've gotten to know over the years playing World of Warcraft and everything else. That's that's what I want. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm not saying that they did a bad job. The casting in the film was great. Mm-hmm. And what was neat about the film is that most of the cast actually had at one point in their lives played World of Warcraft. Oh, so they knew cool. what they were getting into. So um, the CGI that they used for the orcs, the the motion capture, everything. I mean, that that has come such a long way. I mean, there are times where I'm watching. What, what has Andy Serkis done lately that was a, Planet a of war, the war for the planet? Yeah, though, like watching him. Beautiful. Knowing that that is not an ape. That's really motion captured by Andy Serkis, who played Gollum and Smeagol and even Snoke. In the sequel trilogy. Wow. I, you know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what can be done through through the CGI. But especially, like, just seeing how he is Caesar in these Planet of the Apes films. I mean, it's just, it, it's so hard to be like, wow, that's really not a real ape. He's a legend. He is. He's, he's fantastic. I also really enjoy, he was on Colbert a couple of years ago, and he read Colbert's, or he read Trump's tweets as uh, Smeagol. <laughs> oh boy, I bet that started some fires. Oh man, that was that was <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> so Yeah, we, I mean we have we have a lot to look forward to um in nerd culture. I mean, we uh we've got some exciting films. Uh you know, the comic book adaptations are are still very very much coming along um black panther it's coming out in a couple of weeks has got nothing but amazing reviews mm-hmm. uh which is great for a character um i don't consider black panther like a second tier character as much as like black widow or hawkeye are no um he he's definitely a mainstream character but he's he's also not a very well known character to most in the public so this is a, a very exciting thing. Like, I mean, um, his introduction in Civil War was really well done. So I'm anxious to see how this film is going to play out. Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch of comic book people who are scoffing at us right now. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I wasn't. Well, he's not really well known to me because, I mean, I don't really read that many comic books. Speaking of, uh, mm-hmm. there, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that the Gambit movie is canceled as well. Well, that that's good. <laughs> yeah, that that movie has been in production hell for years, um, and honestly, that is not a character that deserves his own film. He deserves to be a key member. Like if they did an X Factor movie or X Force movie, which is what they're supposed to be doing with the Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool kind of stuff. Now that Ryan Reynolds is kind of becoming the new Hugh Jackman of the X-Men world. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Make Gambit like a, a secondary character. That'd be great. Let, let him have a little bit more exposure, but Gambit alone is not that fascinating of a character. <laughs> I guess that's true. But his accent's cool, if someone can get it down. It is. The Cajun accent is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, actually, the guy they had in uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, that played Gambit in that movie, he actually did a pretty good job with it, but, you know, that movie was not super amazing. X-Men Origins, goodness. I don't even remember it. Yeah. I did see that one, though. Yep. That was the first introduction of Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely remember that scene when they were fighting. Deadpool with quotes, I should say. With what? With quotes. With, with quotes around that name, because that really wasn't Deadpool. Holy crap, man. It was more like yeah. a 
a zombie, a superhuman yeah. zombie. That's a terrible, terrible adaptation of that character. But 2018 seems to be the year, man. Yeah. Yeah, if we uh if we if we don't blow each other up, you know, or you know, lead to nuclear war, yeah. <laughs> it'll be a fun year. We can watch it in our bunkers. Exactly. You know, and then we have the excitement of, you know, episode 9 concluding out uh, 2019, so that'll be good. Right, yeah. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Ready Gamer 1. Be sure to continue to follow us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. As always, leave us some feedback and some reviews. Visit our friends at GameLust for video game news and reviews. They promise the sticky stuff that's on your controller, it's just soda. Yummy. www.gamelust.com Keep up with all the fun Nintendo memes on the Hyrule Herald social media and join our support group, Nintendoholics. Until next time, I'm Ben Cornett, along with Brandon Loera, and this has been Ready Gamer One. Take care of each other out there. Adios. Pimp, 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 pimp